What's going on, guys? Welcome back to an episode of Slavic Bros Podcast. My name is Tyler, and this is my good buddy, Austin. What's going on, guys? Ciao, Ludi. Hey, apologies to everybody listening here. Life's been getting in the way for both me and Austin, so it's been a hell of a long time since we've published anything. Uh, I'm actually trying to get up to date and caught up on a lot of uh, podcasts we have not published, but Austin, correct me if I'm wrong. I think the last one we have up is literally from September, so it's been a been a pretty considerable lapse. Um, but a good caveat to all that that stuff there is that we have a lot of amazing things in the works. So, Austin, do you want to update the folks here on what's going on? So. Your favorite Slavic Bros will continue the Slavic Bros podcast. However, we'll be part of a broader organization that we're working to release. They'll be called United Slavic Americans. Yours truly, myself and Tyler, will be two of the admins on the leadership board. And also, Monica Pekus, the former Miss Czech Slovak USA, will be another admin in addition to Sean Kovarovic of San Antonio. He's a martial artist and a graphic designer. We, we may have other admins too, Yeah, but... The goal of this organization will be to advocate for Slavic and other Eastern Europeans in America and in the diasporas, provide mentorship to young Slavic Americans, and promote Slavic, Balkan, and Eastern European cultures. So if this is an organization you would like to be part of, please reach out to us via our current Slavic Bros Instagram, TikTok, or Facebook. Um, we'd be happy to connect with you and um, and join you and have you join the organization. Yeah, to piggyback off of that, um, just a fair warning in advance, our social media accounts will more than likely be changing to this new name. So if you do try to look up Slavic Bros and you're like, oh wow, they're no longer there, just know that we are still there. We have just adopted the broader name. Um, and we're still gonna be publishing the podcast. We're still gonna be doing our fun stuff. We just have a little bit more of a broader mission and mindset than we did before. Um, literally yeah. Austin and I just started this as something that was like, oh, hey, just two bros drinking, having fun. And we still like to do that. We still want to do that. Um, but I think now it's just like we've through through doing this, we've actually just seen more more problems and more things that we actually want to address and we want to tackle than just two bros sitting around and drinking, having fun. We actually want to rather than just complain and bullshit, if you will, we we want to go out and Try, try to do something fun and productive with our time and create an organization. And y'all, it's by popular demand too. So thank all of you for being such great fans and like, you know, reaching out with these ideas or things that we can talk about, things that we can advocate for. Um, just even some of y'all just reaching out just to vent about like bad things that you go through and like saying that you want things to change. All of this led to this point where we're going to release this organization um, and made us realize like, you know, we can't, it's good to sit down and talk about it, drink and have a good time. But also we need to translate some of our words into action. And that's exactly why we're doing this. So thank you guys so much for being an amazing audience. Absolutely. Jenki. Um, aside from that, though, sorry to bore anybody with that. We just had to get it out. Austin and I actually were just talking. I believe it was yesterday at the time of making this. That, yes, uh, yesterday. <laughs> Love the notification noise. Um, <laughs> no, uh, we, we were actually just talking yesterday about Slavic uh, solidarity and whether or not that's actually attainable or not. Austin and I have had mo mostly relatively you know, similar-ish views, but we, we differ on certain things. Uh, and I think that 
I, I tend to focus a lot on Poland and Russia and the, their respective relations. Um, and I think that's probably where we start to differ on some of the philosophies. So Austin, I'm going to let you introduce your way of thinking and then I'll kind of have my little caveats to that. Yeah, so I apologize for the notification. My girl's texting me. So <laughs> <laughs> keep on texting me. So if I, I haven't figured out how to turn off those notifications yet on my other computer. So so yeah. Boomer. But anyways, now back to the, the real talk. So in my view, Slavic and Eastern European solidarity across the board, Slavic ethnic groups, Albanians, Hungarians, Lithuanians, Romanians is essential like in Western countries. It's somewhat already there where like Eastern Europeans and Western countries feel a sense of solidarity with each other. But to be honest, like my view is that we're like Latinos. We just don't know we're let's we just don't know we're like Latinos. I mean for us Slavs, <laughs> <That's> like, <laughs> for us Slavs, like we all speak well, whereas we don't speak the same languages, like Latinos all speak Spanish. We do understand each other. Like um a lot of our languages are mutually intelligible. Some aren't, some are. Um Usually the closer you get to each other, the more you understand each other. But just in general, I've always felt, and many other Slavs, Slavic Americans, Slavic diaspora people, and Slavs in Europe feel when they go abroad to a Western country, or if they live in a Western country, they just instantly click with like another Slavic person. Even the damn yeah. Russians. Like, even the damn Russians like leave politics out, like just talk about culture and like talk about sports and like, you know, just be chill with each other. I even vibe with the Russians. So yeah. I think it's important in an environment where like these days it's all about like, you know, race and culture and like your history and like, you know, like, it's an environment where like, you know, like in the past where things in the past that weren't talked about are talked about. So I think it's important for us to band together, talk about our issues and like, you know, like say that, hey, we're here because one more thing too is that we, you know, our skin might be white, but I don't feel like a basic white person. And most Slavs don't. Like, if I was a basic white person, I, I feel like I wouldn't feel so alienated on a college campus like I did. Or I wouldn't feel I, I wouldn't feel like I stick out at places. Or perhaps I would feel like my culture was represented everywhere, like um, some of these Western European cultures are, like the Italians, the Germans. But I don't feel that way as a Czech American. I don't see Czech stuff anywhere. Even in my homestead of Texas, where we're like one of the largest communities, it's only at our own businesses that we own that you can get Czech stuff. You don't get it at the grocery stores really or anywhere else. So I really think we ought to all stick together, lobby for our interest and lobby for our culture being put out there like some other global cultures are. Yeah. I, I, I think there's a lot to unpack there. Um, but I do agree that like, especially with what you're saying that like, Politics aside, a hit, you know, history aside, especially when it pertains to the U.S. Um, and you just have, you know, Slavic Americans here. I, I really think that people can vibe. Like, you know, I've I've met Russians here in the U.S. That like, if you just take um, the the history and politics and you know, personal feelings and admirations, put that aside. It's like, yeah, you, you can vibe pretty damn well to people. You know, G give me a shot of vodka and you know, give them a shot of vodka and we'll be we'll be chilling all day long, <laughs> having a grand old time. But I think that that's like the, the idealistic way of looking at it. And I think that the unfortunate reality is that like, it's, it's, it's not going to be that way, at least for, for the foreseeable future. Um, you could maybe argue that as 
um, newer generations come along and, and seeing that they're so anti anti-war anti like you know petty rivalry bullshit whatever you want to call the problems of the past um as, as they come on maybe things will get better but at least for the foreseeable future just like the the geopolitical side of like everything is just it's so crazy and especially in certain regions of the world like i referenced before poland and russia i'll use those two as examples for just like places that are really kind of standing in the way of having quote unquote solid, you know, Slavic solidarity. Uh, Cause I think that a lot of the Slavic nations kind of now, like pretty much vibe with each other relatively fine. Like they don't have to be best friends, but they're not like actively hating on each other. They have, you know, relative respect for one another. And like you said, you know, to a certain degree, they, their languages might be intelligible. They might have a lot of shared customs. Most of the time there are a lot of shared customs that overlap in the Slavic um, uh, name. So I, I just think that the the, the the things in the geopolitical side are really going to prevent that. Um, and I, like I said before, I, I don't see any rectifying of that in the, in the foreseeable future, especially when you have uh, places like Poland that, you know, want to basically march in and then shoot up the Russians. And you have the Russians that call for the extermination of the Polish people. It's like, oh, it's kind of hard to overlook that kind of stuff. Um, I I, what, what do you think? Western, I think in Western countries, just the focus just needs to be on the culture and like the shared culture aspects. Um, to me, we're all brothers, but Russians are just a brother that like just is very misguided. And to be honest, those Eastern Slavs too, those Ukrainians too, those Belarusians, I don't really vibe that much with them. I love the West Slavs and the Balkans. But these East Slavs, I don't know. They just got a different. They just built different. Like they just do things <laughs> different. Um, but and but I do think we still have a lot that's shared. And I think too that like it's good to focus on a lot of these Slavic countries that aren't represented that much. Like with this project, the other day I had someone reach out and said I was arguing with him. He thought and he said, "Oh, I was arguing with you because I thought you're one of these guys who loves Russia and is like an American that's in the Slav core." I said, first of all, what's Slav core?" He said, oh, the Russian communist aesthetics. I said, oh, look at this account, like on TikTok, you see me wearing a cowboy hat. Do you really think I'm into the Slav core? Like I'm more into like the Mexican stuff and the Slav core stuff. But anyways, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. so we were talking and I, and I said, and I said, on this account, I really try to promote like the Slavic countries that aren't talked about much. Like, you know, the Czechs, the Slovaks, the Poles, the Balkan countries. Like I want to show, showcase our cultures, especially and if you look in our bio, the Ukraine flag ain't there and neither is the Russian flag because, like, I feel like they're, they dominate things and it doesn't need to be that way anymore. Like, we all need to be equal in the West in terms of the attention that we get culturally and, like, in our cultural conversation of one, like, you know, all work together and pushing for recognition. We don't need to have Russians dominate like they have in the past. Yeah, I think that... Um kind of tying that last portion of your statement into the initial thing we were trying to say on this, uh, this particular episode. Um, going off of that, we uh, one thing we, we do want to kind of push out as a side note is really just, we're really not going to be publishing too much about Russia or Ukraine, probably from this point on in the past. And this was mostly me doing it. I'm not even going to lie. <laughs> um, we, we, we put some stuff on the stories that were very um, partisan whether or not you agree with it is, is you know, irrelevant. Um, I, I don't really care. I think going forward, seeing that everything is changing, like we said, it's no longer just bros. Um, 
we're just kind of we're trying to promote Slavic solidarity. Hence why we're talking about it in this episode. <laughs> so if you see a lack of things, you're wondering like, oh hey, why are they no longer talking about Ukraine or Russia and they're talking about everybody else? Like, you know, we're we're just trying not to start a literal war in the comments. Like I see in every other you know, Russo-Ukraine kind of posts popping up on Instagram. Yeah, and also but, we're neutral on the Balkan stuff too. Like we don't really of course we are pro the um, territorial integrity of Ukraine, but we just don't want to di dig into a lot of this, like, you know, political stuff that's going on with it. Um, we don't feel like it, I feel like it can burn bridges and not build them. And we're in the business of trying to build bridges. And it's the same thing with the Balkans too. Like, you know, these Bosnians versus Serbs, Albanians versus Serbs, Croatians versus Serbs, Macedonians versus Bulgarians. We're not, you know, we're all brothers here. We're all, we're all brothers and sisters. And, you can keep your disagreements on the uh, European continents here in America. It's time for us to start looking past this and forming relationships because individually in an environment that's, you know, all about multiculturalism, individual Slavic countries don't stand a chance. Like, you know, a Czech and a Bosnian, how, are, how can a Czech and a Bosnian have a recognized heritage month when you have like, you know, Hispanic heritage month, Asian heritage month, Middle Eastern, but, but a Czech, a Bosnian, a Hungarian, a Romanian, and everyone else of the East standing together, that's when you can have a heritage month and have your recognition. Yeah, that's, that's definitely a, a fair point. Um, and that's, that's one of the things that we are looking at trying to promote in time. Um, if, if and when that does happen, uh, you know, trying to promote things like a heritage month and actually to, to basically just encourage Slavic solidarity. It's one of the things that ties into this really quite well. Um, I would anticipate a fair amount of drawback. And I think this is another problem with just Slavic uh, solidarity in general is that basically the whole West doesn't want that to happen. I'm not trying to dig too deep into conspiratorial, you know, you know, oh, well, the tinfoil hat Alex Jones, you know, they're the turn of the frogs gay kind of stuff. But um, honest to God, they, they don't want Slavs to stand in solidarity. I mean, they, they want solidarity, just not with Slavs. They want solidarity in stuff like the European Union. They want it in the West. They want you to lose your, uh, your, your culture and embrace modernity and not embrace tradition and hold on to that kind of stuff. When there really is a gray area and you can do both. They just want you to hold on and, and, and take their Kool-Aid and be just like them because they messed up. They lost a lot of their own stuff and now they want you to be just like them. And that's a huge problem with Slavic solidarity. And most of these countries, namely in central Europe are really caught within this kind of sphere of influence where it's like, Oh, well, what do we do? You know, are, are, are we going to just do our own thing or are we going to cave in at some point and go to them maybe for monetary, you know, sake, or maybe just for, you know, I'm scared from the East sake or whatever the reason is, are we going to cave in and go over there and, in time, might not be immediate, but in time, you know, a couple generations now, you might start losing a lot of your cultural value, become more like them. And that kind of actually increases more division because other Slavic countries look at you and you're like, hey, you're a sellout. You're no longer us. You're no longer Slavic, really, in anything but history. So uh, it, it just encourages a lot of, like, bad stuff. And so it's really important now that we're trying to push Slavic solidarity for both here in the U.S., but I actually think it's extremely important for the Europeans as well. Yeah, and I don't think it's a conspiracy theory at all to say that Slavic culture is suppressed. Um, you know, it's a bunch of different complicated things going on 
in Europe and in, uh, and also in Western countries like America, Canada, and others, mm-hmm. um, that honestly could be a podcast episode in itself, how they're all linked. But, yeah. you know, there is no denying that there is a trend away from your culture when it comes to us. And some of these Western Europe, and it's also in Western and Southern Europe too, you know, they feel like they had their colonial past. So they don't want to be proud. They want to give the floor to the people who weren't able to speak and defend themselves in the past. The Latinos, the uh, former colonies in Asia and Africa. Well, we were like a colony too. Almost all of the majority of Czech history, maybe in, in many other Slavic countries too, to one extent or another, we were under foreign rule too for a lot of it. Not every right. Slavic country, namely Russia, um, but most. Russia behaved like a colonizer to Poland. Um, anyways, um, I'm almost <laughs> out of too before I let you respond to that. Um, I was I was at an event and I was talking to um, an employee at a Slavic cultural center who her name will make her name anonymous. And she was Puerto Rican and she was talking about like potential funding we could get for our organization. And she said, honestly, if I was you, I would look into like seeing how you could like spin this as being a marginalized group. Because she said as a Puerto Rican who has worked at a Slavic cultural center for now like a couple of years, she said everything that y'all go through is things that we go through. Like the marginalization that I see with y'all are things that we faced in the past until recently when we started being able to like have the floor more, you know, we were like this. And she said, now for y'all though, it's like, you know, because of certain factors, like, which she didn't say this, but I'm going to say it, the color of our skin, y'all aren't able to like, you know, put yourselves out there and have that floor space. But it's like, still, you want the same marginalization as like, you know, a lot of us Latinos have. So and, you know, I just was reading an article today that, like, just totally, mm, this is deep, but, like, it just totally, yeah. like, <laughs> misdescribed, like, the whole Czech and Mexican relationship in Texas said that, like, Czechs, Mexicans were inspired by Czech music, but, like, they had to learn at a distance. That's bullcrap. My grandpa sat there and played accordion with his Mexican friends when he was working on a ranch. Like, there was none of that here. But anyways, yeah. what I'm saying is it's just, like, there's a tendency to, like, associates with white people and our skin might be white, but like that whole thing, that whole cultural package, that's not us. And that never was us. Yeah. I, I can definitely understand what you're saying. Um, I think that's more of a uniquely American philosophy. Uh, I would not say that's as prevalent in Europe. Um, mm-hmm. I, I could be completely wrong, but uh, I'm just, just going off of my, my own observations, but at least in the United States, there's not much of a push um, for, certain ethnicities if you will it's more so a racial push um so you, you oftentimes see like you know like hispanic heritage month or black you know heritage month but you never see like the the deeper down ethnicity portion it's very race based in america everything is race based and you're kind of just lumped into a race um and i think that's that's kind of part of it too like when you do that and, and you fail to acknowledge some of the smaller differences even within that race it's just kind of like like going off that logic is is like saying Japanese people are the same as Indonesians or the same as Chinese or something. And that's clearly not true. That's a giant fallacy. Um, but it, this, it happens to white people all the same. And I think that's what you're trying to get out there, too, is that like we're not just all, you know, this bland, stereotypical image of white people as as what everybody tries to say that we are um, like every other racial you know, group, we have subgroups that have various differences and have various cultures, various histories that all play into it and play into who we are. And furthermore, what helped 
create and define the United States of America, but we're very keen on forgetting certain things, namely Slavic traditions, Slavic culture, just because we are quote unquote white in our skin color and that gets kind of lost behind because we're too busy trying to promote other skin colors when that's bullshit on its own. Everybody should just be valued for who they are and everybody has value from their culture, their heritage, whatnot. It shouldn't just be focused on these people but disregard others, just be focused on everybody. Yeah, and I was and I was talking to someone who said, you know, the reason why you don't have the recognition for the Eastern Europeans and other European ethnic groups is because participation in your ethnicity is optional. And, and for Hispanics, it's not optional. Or for Asians, it's not optional. And I didn't say it, but I wanted to. I wanted to say, was it optional for my great grandpa to sit on his porch and defend his family from the KKK back in the 1950s and 60s? Is it optional that our culture has all these negative stereotypes? The polka music has negative stereotypes put on to it, not largely not by us. And, you know, some of us may play into those stereotypes, but that they are not of our invention. Is it optional that we're given negative stereotypes and called far right or white supremacist <laughs> or not? And in fact, uh, many races live in Slavic countries and they enjoy it. So there are problems, don't get me wrong. But I mean, to say that we are backwards or racist compared to Western Europeans, that that is just wrong. Um, there's also, is it, is, it, is it optional that we don't have um, any cultural resources on college campuses where like you can't even, there's no resources in terms of folk dancing. There's all kinds of Indian dance groups, maybe Latino. I don't know of any Slavic on any college campus. Is it optional that we can't go to a grocery store and even find our own cuisine anywhere in a mainstream grocery store besides maybe a few pierogies or a few, maybe, you know, <laughs> Babka, they'll have challah bread, but they're not going to have um, they're not going to have vanochka or like anything Slavic like that. That's similar. Even in a state where there are many more Slavs than Jews, they're going to have Jewish stuff and not the Slavic stuff. Um, none of that sounds optional to me. How it's it, it seems like it's it's optional that we can identify with our heritage or our culture because the people that pull the strings want it to be that way. They don't want us to have. They don't want us to be proud. They don't want us to feel like we, they don't want us to have our products. They don't want us to be able to connect. They want us to disconnect so they can divide and conquer us. Yeah, I, so uh, I'm, I, I may have uh, interpreted I'm that sorry, wrong. That was deep. I'm sorry. I, that was, I'm sorry if I preached. That was deep. But go, go, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, no, no, you're good. Um, I, I, I might, might have interpreted that wrong. Um, I don't necessarily think like, and this is specific to the U.S. I, I don't think that it's a coordinated attack on slobs in particular. I more so think it's just like a a coordinated disregard of everybody that fits a certain like appearance. Um, I, I don't think it's like oh slobs like yeah, screw those guys. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I don't think it's like you know screw slobs in particular. I think it's more so like a you know we're just left behind because of broader circumstances, and nobody wants to recognize that. And so the color of our skin is white. So we're left behind. Yeah. And we had someone reach out to us today on Facebook. He said he was thanked us for putting out our content about like, you know, like some of the musical similarities between um, Mexicans and Czechs and Latinos and Slavs. And he said, thank you for doing this. And don't ever call yourself an Anglo-American because you're not, you're Slavic. He said, I'm like in my sixties and I, I see the young people doing this in places and I hate this. Like it's wrong because we went through all this stuff in the past and now they just want to disregard it because the color of their skin is the same as 
the Anglo-Americans? Well, it's much deeper than that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and and not, 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 not to shit on Anglo, you know, anything or, or certain groups, like, you know, if you're German or whatnot, I'm not trying to say that you're, you're shit compared to Slavs or whatnot. Um, they just don't typically seem to focus on their, uh, their identities have fallen victim to the concept of just white people becoming the stereotypical white person that you see in the U.S. that, that basically has no culture anymore and just follows the same thing as what their neighbor does. Um, and yeah. we don't want to be like that. We don't want to fall victim to that, sa that same type of ideology that's happened to really most white Americans at this point. We're trying to prevent that very thing from happening so we don't end up fitting the same mold as most white Americans. Um, we're trying to really cling on to that so we can still have our unique value to us other than just a name, a ski at the end of the name, or, you know, Vich at the end of the name or something like that. Um, we we want to have our, our, our smaller things that actually make us who we are remain. Yeah, you know, there are a few of these Western European ethnicities, Germans, um, Welsh, Scottish, uh, French, whatnot, um, and also Southern Americans, I would argue, kind of have their own culture going on too. But like a lot of them do feel fall victim to this like trap where it's like they don't want to emphasize their culture. They just don't want to say like they just they just want to blend in and not like stand out. Well, don't be surprised when we fight back because you know our whole existence has been us standing out. Like, I mean, the word slave derives from Slav. Um our whole existence in the whole like European civilization has been us standing out. So we're not going to quit standing out now because some people in power think that we need to sit down and shut up. We're going to keep on fighting like we always have. Uh, I'm going to have you reverse that for one second and, and, and put in your, your actual saying there. Um, just. No, 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 no. You, you know the one I'm on about. Sit down. Go These ahead. people are the ones that need to sit down and shut up, not us. Like, all right, no, no, no. Okay, uh, I, I was looking for more of the the uh, stereotypical Austin, you know, put on a shirt type of saying. I believe it was, uh, you need to shit down, sit down, no, sit down and shut the fuck up. If I'm correct, yeah, like us, yeah. Slavs, we're not, we're not gonna sit down and shut the fuck up. Like, like, don't be surprised now. Just because if some of us are in the EU and like some of us are apparently in the Western civilization, which we are always a part of, by the way, but never an equal participant in. So don't don't be surprised now that we're going to be loud because we never, you know, we might have been we might have been burdened by the chains of communism and it may have reduced our confidence for a number of years, but we've regained it. And we're, we're not going to be sit down and shut the fuck up. We're going to be loud and we're going to be proud. Like the like, like <laughs> are, yeah. I I I definitely agree. Um, and I, I I hope that that is a uh, hope that is the case. Um, but trying to wrap this up, guys. Um, if you are gonna take anything out of this, really, I, I know we did kind of go off in a variety of different angles here and really try to conquer both the American side and the European side. But all in all, we all as Slavs need to just take a step back, realize the deeper bullshit at play and and realize how oftentimes we're being pitted against each other or force-fed things to make us think a certain way we need to step back and be like huh we need to stop looking at each other in, in such a negative light we need to really stop drinking the kool-aid that mass media is trying to send to us and like certain politicians certain organizations are trying to force feed us and we really need to just 
take a second to appreciate each other as as brothers and sisters and, and really take a second to stand in solidarity with each other. That, that's that's all it needs to be at the end of the day. Recognize your fellow Slavs as your brothers and sisters, and that's all you need to do. You don't have to be best friends with them. Just, just appreciate them and stand with them for when the time comes and they're trying to crack down on us and when they're trying to make us lose our traditions and our value as, of who we are that you can stand with them and help them retain who they are before it hits you too. And with that, guys, thank you so much for listening. Uh, Austin, I'll let you give any closing remarks. And not just Slavs, all Eastern European and Balkan people, Albanians, Romanians, Lithuanians, etc., Hungarians, we all need to appreciate each other just because, you know, we've all been in that limelight where we're called the bad names at one point by the Western media, it may not be your country right now, but it, it may be in a few months or it may be in a few years. So there is no appeasing them. You're never going to be good enough for them. So it's about time we started banding together, looking past the differences that are imposed on us and finding the common ground, especially in Western countries. You know, in Europe, it's good to do this too, but especially in the West where, where we're all Americans first or we're all Canadians first or all Australians first or all British first, although they don't seem to think like us on that. <laughs> it's all, it's, we all need to look past these old world divisions of, oh, I'm Orthodox, oh, I'm Muslim, oh, I'm Catholic, I'm Protestant, or oh, Russia's bad, or Russia's good, or Albania is bad, Serbia is good. We need to look past that because those wars, those wars, they are their issues. They're not our issues. Our issues here are a fight for representation and recognition and for the young people to, have um, be encouraged to be involved and, and to look towards us, each other for inspiration. That's our fight. So this this um, feuding, that's the European fight. So leave that in Europe. They've always been fighting anyways. Oh yeah, that's uh, <laughs> I, I definitely agree. Look past governments, appreciate the people. Thank you everybody for listening. Dovidzenia. Dovidzenia. <laughs>